0: everyone, and welcome to the WIM podcast. Women in Influencer Marketing is a first-of-its-kind exclusive networking group made up of inspirational women. This podcast is where we explore influencer marketing and get real about women in business. Find us wherever you download podcasts, and of course, you can always find us at IamWIM.com. That's IamWIM, double I, dot com. Hey everyone, it's really good to be back. I took a week off last week. It was a wild week. I tried really, really hard um, to get an episode out and I am genuinely apologetic that I couldn't do it. We had uh, this influencer marketing job fair that I was working so fucking hard on and I uh, it ended up being incredibly successful. I'm so like astounded. Uh, We had like over a hundred people there. Um, Our events tend to be like lovely and intimate. And um, for this one, it obviously would have benefited us to have the biggest audience. And we did. Uh, I am so freaking happy about that. And I think that's definitely an indicator that like we we need to do more of that. Uh, the whole mission of it was to humanize a job board. I was so transparent with everybody in the marketing of it. I was just like, our job board sucks. Like, I see so much possibility there. Obviously, like dozens of um, people, WIM members, have been hired, have hired directly from the group. But honestly, like very few of them have been like just from the job board because I think the whole concept of a job board is just antiquated. And so I was like, how can we, what can we do to improve that? Um, And so we decided to do our second job fair, like virtual job fair. Um, the first one was audio only and we had a really good turnout to that one that was like very early on in the pandemic. And this one was on our new virtual event platform that we've been utilizing. Um, and it, I I don't know, it was so good. So, um, I hate giving excuses because I really wish I had my shit together enough to be able to do everything. Um, but I just couldn't, um, it was, it was a lot to manage that event, but thank goodness it was successful and, um, and I'm back this week and. What a guest we have today. Um, so today we're welcoming Lindsay Mead um, of Parker Management. And this was also our first, like behind the scenes exclusive member access podcast recording. So for any of you who are members of Wim, so many of you actually tuned into this one, which is so cool to see. It was the first time that members could tune in live to the recording. And at the end, we had a live Q&A. So after this awesome um, conversation that you heard, you can ask questions in real time and then of course connect with her and um, it was cool. It was very cool. And so we're absolutely going to be continuing this. I mean, the podcast has been around for three years. It's not going anywhere. So in my mind, I was like, what can I do different? What can I add? How can I make it even better? And I'm always, always trying to think of like additional things that our members can enjoy. Um, and access, in my opinion, is so hugely important. So Um, thank you guys for those of you who tuned in live. Um, it was really awesome to have you. Um, we will be continuing to put these on our calendar. And so whatever guests that you find, um, that resonate with you and even some of those you're like, I don't know if they do, but in there like might be interesting. I promise you we're very selective about who we have on the podcast and I hope you have an open mind enough to explore you know, meeting new people. Um, and then, of course, just having questions, whatever the hell you want to ask at the end, open book. These are all people who are like, I'm, I'm happy to be candid. I'm happy to be an open book, ask me questions, and they know that this is the format. So it's a great, great proposition. And I hope you take me up on it. Um, and then, yeah, speaking of um, cool stuff that has to do with access. Um, We just posted on our Instagram reels uh, a little bit about a scholarship that we have going on. So look, I'm very aware that um, our membership is priced so that some people can absolutely afford it, but mostly because they see the value that comes from it and, and the value pays for the membership. Other people go a different route and they have employers who are gracious enough to cover the cost of their membership to WIM. And in my mind, like I have no doubt that, again, like I mentioned, the value and the benefits of a WIM membership, pay for it and then some. So I don't feel any kind of way about the pricing. In fact, to be completely transparent, we're going to be up upping the price, um, in the next few weeks. So keep an eye out for that or get in before it goes up. Um, however, with all of that being said, I'm also simultaneously aware that there are simply people who cannot afford it and simply people who maybe they are out of work or they're self-employed And, you know, or, or their current employer just like does not see the value or chooses not to invest in them, which is also like sad in its own right. So because of all of that, and I'm just very aware that not everybody can drop a few hundred dollars a year on whim, um, or $29 a month, even, um, we have a scholarship that we just set up. And so I am so excited to bring this to you guys. So, um, we have a ton of partners that um, are offering scholarships to people throughout the year for uh, a free year of VIP membership. And so the first of this is being sponsored by an incredible company called Three Black Dot. In fact, um, one of our one of the members of Three Black Dot is a mentor of our organization, Irina Sheamus. And um, Three Black dot is sponsoring one lucky person to win a free VIP membership for an entire year. Um, so all you have to do to apply is go to imwim.com slash scholarship. I am so excited to be able to offer this one. And my hope is that, you know, we'll keep pitching this idea, which is like sponsor scholarships, sponsor scholarships, you know, and and more companies will take me up on it. Um, If you're a company that thinks that you would love to give back to the next generation of influencer marketers, um, please get in touch. You can email us at info at I am and let us know if you would like to sponsor a scholarship because I have really been pushing this and I'm so happy to see that people are really receptive to it. Um, I just want to see more and more people pull the trigger because I, I want us all as a community to give back. It's what WIM is all about. All right, guys. Um, So, thank you again for tuning in today. If you are new, I am so excited for you to hear this week's episode. It's all about talent management. It's all about, you know, starting a business, running a business, what it really is like to be the owner of a business, um, and working with influencers in a management capacity. Lindsay is. Awesome! I feel like it's so long overdue that we've gotten to know each other on this level that we we talk about in this in this podcast episode. Um, and I just I have a, a sneaking suspicion that you're you're gonna leave with uh, all the good feels because it was an awesome conversation. Before we sort of like jump into the podcast recording, I just wanted to first and foremost welcome everyone because this is the first time that we are having our members join live. So hi,
1: everyone. I' hi. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. And honestly, Jesse, I just think what you've done is incredible. and um I think I'm just uh, so grateful for you in the industry and what you've created. So thank you.
0: I'm grateful for you seriously I tell people all the time who are like very generous like you just weren't like oh thank gosh you created this community I'm like we would literally be nothing if it wasn't for our amazing members um and like people being engaged in the community and just like just giving into it as much as they're taking out of it because there's so much to glean from it but like everybody leaning into it as much as they are, it's what makes it amazing. So I'm grateful for you. Um, and I think a great place to start is that I'd love to just like, introduce you to everyone who is listening right now. So Um, by way of introduction. Um, So, Lindsay Mead, she's the founder and CEO of Parker Management, which is an influencer talent management company based in the Pacific Northwest. We were just talking about where she's located. If you look out the window behind her, you'll see the beautiful backdrop there. so pretty. Um, And so, over the years, she's pioneered a way through the talent management industry with integrity, compassion, And she's on a mission to represent social media personalities that do good in the world. Um, Parker Management has a really impressive talent roster that I was looking through last night and I was like, oh my gosh, she represents this person, that person. So we're definitely going to get into that a little bit. Um, Top influencers who have a passion to create for their devoted audiences. So in addition to serving their clients, Parker Management works with the world's leading brands and agencies and helping them find a voice through authentic and beneficial partnerships. Um, And so Lindsay, first and foremost, welcome. I'm so happy to have
1: you here. How are you today? I'm good. I just got back from a sabbatical. So I am like really good. (laughs) Like a month ago, I would have been like, it's been an overwhelming year in a good way, just the industry changing and everything. But like, I feel if you can ever find time to just take a month off, I highly, highly recommend it.
0: So interesting that you're talking about that. Um, Before we jumped on this conversation, uh, we were talking about how you just had your second baby. Just so exciting. Um, I feel like I, I don't remember where I heard this, but maybe it was another podcast. Somebody was talking about, you know, why can't you take off a month? Oh, no, I know exactly when it was. I was talking to another Win member who was taking off a month for her wedding. And she was like, oh my gosh, when I first started my business, I never thought I could take a month off. Like, that would be insane. I would judge myself so harshly. Tell me a little bit about what that month off did for you or what that time off did for you.
1: I, so, I mean, we've grown a lot. And as a leader in my team would laugh at this, but I got to the point because everything has grown so quickly. I, I got to a point where I, I felt like I honestly could not make, I was just spinning in circles with decisions for the company. And, um, I was getting tired of myself. I could just, my overwhelm was obvious. And, um, and I also couldn't make really good decisions and I couldn't, I just felt like I wasn't showing up as a leader the way I wanted to be. And, um, you know, when you just hit that point where you're just like constantly overwhelmed and you're like, something has to change. And I actually have, um, a business life coach, um, Jackie, who is amazing. Um, and she was like, my husband and Jackie were like, "Why don't you just take a month off? Like, you can do that." And of course, I said that same thing. I was like, "There's no way. Like, I can't take a month off." Um, and then I thought about it. I'm like, "Of course, I actually can." And my team would be so supportive. We have a new COO. And anyway, long story short, the night or I think that day, I told them I think I need to take a month off. And I, I really did not work. I mean, I think I popped in a couple times. And I honestly feel that. I thought I was going to do a bunch of planning and have a bunch, I don't know. I did nothing. I mean, I hung out with my family. We went to California for two weeks and literally just unplugging, stepping out of the grind was the best thing I could do. And I came in just with energy and clarity. And I felt like I was just myself again. So
0: I, it's so interesting. I mean, that's what I wanted to hear from you. Like, what did you feel after? So like energy and clarity and like, Okay, so this is such a good conversation. I have so many questions that I like pre-planned that I wanted to ask you. This is a good, this is a good topic. I feel like as women, especially, and as professionals, there is so much, there are so many preconceptions about what we can do and what we can't do and what's possible and what's impossible um, you just said, I heard you say, like taking a month off was something that you never ever thought that you can do, especially owning your own business, or people who work for other people, they'd be like, they would never approve that. Taking a month off, I must appear as if I'm a slacker. I don't care about my work, like if I did any of those things. But like, so so tell me more about like even the process of deciding that you can give yourself permission to take a month off, like. What was that like, and um, how did you ultimately give yourself permission to go there and to and to and to do that?
1: When it was, um, when I was talking to Jackie and my husband, we were just having a conversation, and they mentioned it. Like in that moment, I was just like, "That's exact." I knew, and I'm. This is just how I lead business. Is you know my intuition my gut like that guides me in so many things and i was just like that's actually exactly what i need and at that point i just knew it was like a non-negotiable for me because i knew it was what i needed and when they said it it just clarified that's what i needed um and my team even <laughs> my rcoo she was like Don't, you're not going to talk yourself out of this i mean they all thought i would just probably not do it no one actually thought i would really do it because i have a hard time stepping away Um, but in that moment, again, I'm a leader of a team and I just, I had to, in order to be a good leader and show people this, it actually is now part of our employee. We're, we're going to add it in for all of our employees, by the way. Um, it will be something that we give everybody, um, that is with us for a long time because of that. And I think, like I said, I didn't have too many expectations about it. I didn't want to put, too much pressure on taking time off. I literally wanted to just take time off and if I wanted to organize the house or spend time with my daughter or jot down thing like vision things or whatever it was, I allowed myself to do any of that and I think having not having that objective with the time off was really helpful and um and honestly I just I would highly highly recommend it. It doesn't need to be a month but whether it's like two weeks. I do feel though the month, like two weeks or more, I would highly recommend. I feel like two weeks isn't enough.
0: I love this so much. I feel like it's not even like giving ourselves permission necessarily, but it's even going a step above and beyond that and saying like, you're saying it helped you tremendously and you recommend it, right? It's like going a step and above and beyond and not just saying like, it's okay. It's okay to do it. Go try it. Like give yourself permission. It's like, no, 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 you should do this. And here's why. Um, I, there's so many ideas about maternity leave, paternity leave, um, just taking mental health breaks, just remaining healthy and, and how to even prepare ourselves to be our best selves personally, professionally, especially professionally. And I'm so, I'm on a mission, man, to just like break down those stereotypes. But like I was mentioning, even go a step above and beyond to say, no, no, no. Like it's not even that you need to give yourself, that you can give yourself permission. It's okay to do this. You can admit it, but it's like, you should do this. Are there any other um, concepts like that, that you've um experienced firsthand. We're like, maybe I wouldn't admit this to everybody, but like this worked for me in my life and maybe it's a little unconventional or whatever the case is, but like y'all should really give this a shot. Is there anything that comes to mind?
1: I mean, honestly that that would be the biggest. Uh I think everything we do is a little unconventional honestly at Parker and Um, I mean, we work from home. I like, we have unlimited PT, like we, we create an environment that is conducive to, um, really letting everybody be in control of their workflow and what feels good to them. I will say our industry is the reason I think this is so important to figure this out, whether it's a break or just signing off, you know, reasonable hours and actually truly signing off like our industry doesn't stop and um and now that everything is more digital or remote it is even harder and so I feel like I don't know I think there's a ton of little hacks and things we do as a company and and we're on like that's our mission is to create a healthier balance. I know people hate that word, but it's like, what else, What other word do you call it? I mean, you have to have some sort of balance between personal and professional life and our the influencers we manage. That's like our conversations we have with them all the time. We actually talked certain talent that we've actually had a few that like fully signed off Instagram. They are not on Instagram anymore. Um, they shut their business down and we were like 1000% supportive of that. Um, so yeah, it just, it's, it's a lot, you know, it's just an interesting time, I think, in our space all around. Well, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> that's for sure. I I appreciate you're saying that uh, about your influencers even too. I mean, that's certainly been a topic of conversation that in amongst like the influencer community, um, which is, you know, their mental health. I mean, the, the, the amount of like I don't even know, like the amount of energy that's necessary to be constantly posting on social media, to be constantly engaging in like some hateful comments sometimes, like let's be honest and like backlash and cancel culture. And like, they are like in so many instances just expected to, they're like, oh, well that comes with the territory. It's part of being an influencer and there's a lot of like just mental health um. Uh, there's a lot of mental health um, boundaries that could be incredibly important. And it's a shame to me that um, again, it's not only normalized cause it's not putting up those boundaries. I mean, um, but that it's like, it's almost like shamed if you, you know, well, like oh, you're an influencer, like that's what you signed up for. Like, how dare you sign off? Like, what are you not professional? Like, this is your Instagram account. Like this is your business. So I love that you're even sort of as a manager who is somebody who, makes money when your clients make money. It sounds like you're perfectly okay if your clients need to take a break for the sake of what? I can put words in your mouth and make assumptions for it. But like, what do you see is the benefit of of cultivating an environment that, that does that?
1: I mean, we have to, I think it starts with us, starts somewhere. Someone's got to set that tone. And I think right now, influencers are they're they feel punished by the platforms if they sign off and um and then brand partnerships don't come and there's so many things i think that they feel like they're going to lose if they sign off and so i think for us it just comes down to like explaining the upsides to this and that loss is okay like to step away and lose a couple partnerships for a month just like you would any other business you can plan for that you know like plan it out. We're um, one of our influencers that she's like promoting this, like who wants to take a month off with me this summer. And, you know, you can plan it out and treat it like a business, but I just think that it needs to feel okay. More people need to do it and talk about it. And I wish more than anything that the platforms didn't, it didn't feel punishing for them to not be relevant for a week or to, you know, a lot of Influencers will say like my content's not going to get shown or um, things like that, and so I really wish in our whole industry that the platforms would also contribute to helping people want to take that time off.
0: Well, that's hopefully what this conversation is doing So I agree with you. It's just more people need to talk about it, normalize it, and even say like here are the benefits to doing it, right? So I love that you stand for that. I want to hear just like a little bit more about like you and, 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 you know, i read your, your bio on paper and, um, we see your beautiful website. It is beautiful by the way. I appreciate a beautiful website. I want to hear more just about like both your, your identity as a professional, um, but also a little bit about who you are during off hours. I want to get to know you a little bit better, Lindsay.
1: Uh, I love that. Well, I, it's so funny. Cause it's like, I always say I'm first, a mom and a wife and that's always, you know, who I am um, at the beginning. And then um, professionally, yeah, I started Parker. I, we just had our five, I thought it was six years, but it's been only five years. It feels like such a blur. Um, but now I'm officially like CEO founder of Parker. My role has evolved. I'm actually no longer managing talent. Well, I, I am a little bit, but we've slowly transitioned me out of that so that I can be the visionary kind of person I feel like I am. And um, outside of work, honestly, you will find me working on my house. It's probably you'll see we represent a lot of home people in the home and lifestyle space. And it's just I mean, I could talk about home projects and home decor and food and all that all day long.
0: Talk to me a little bit more about um the talent that you represent i i saw like you guys represent the bucket list family like i was like what that's so cool i love that you represent people in the home space like i i think it's interesting uh management companies whether it's like very intentionally go after a certain pool of talent or just naturally gravitate towards certain talent i'd love to hear if you could like sort of articulate in a a few sentences or less like what your talent's all about um i want to learn about them too
1: i the best thing i can say is if you go to someone's page and you just like walk away feeling good and you don't you're not there comparing yourself or feeling like less than when you go to a different page from theirs and That is like the core model of our business is like every person we work with, whether it's they have a story element um, that is doing good or they give back to their community all the time or they're there to make someone laugh. Like all of them have a we call a do good element to their business. And that doesn't mean you need to be some, you know have like a nonprofit, it, it's just like a small element to your business that is using this platform in a positive way. Um, and so you'll find that most, I mean, I can't, anyone you go to from our roster, you'll go to their site and you'll find that element in some shape or form. So that is literally the nucleus of our, our, our brand. I
0: love that so much. And so, talk to me a little bit about. You mentioned, you know, I was managing talent. I'm actually not personally managing talent much anymore. I'd love to hear. There are a lot of managers in WIM. A ton. Arguably, like the most engaged members of our community are all managers, and most of them, myself included, you know, we start out managing talent ourselves. Perhaps we have the ambition or desire to like grow into more of an agency and hire more people and build the roster, et cetera, et cetera. And then I think there becomes this pivotal moment where it's like, okay, like what's the end game for me in all of this, like what, you know, like we start to grow up, we start to age, maybe we have kids, maybe we got married, maybe we're just thinking about our next phase in life. And that's a big question that I think a lot of talent managers grapple with. And there are honestly, there are very few examples of of managers who are at that next step because there's so few of us and it's it's so new. Um, So it's interesting to hear that like, you've transitioned away from managing talent. Now it sounds like you're really like managing and running the business. Talk to me about like that process, that thought process, and maybe even sort of like what your long game is professionally.
1: Yeah, I think it's really tough because um, I never thought I, I always thought I'd manage talent. I mean, the idea of not managing talent was extremely bizarre to me. And you'll see a lot of, um, owners of companies and, um, high ups in the companies still manage talent. And there was a piece of me that felt like I would always be relevant though by managing talent. And, and, the, and then is, there's a lot of truth to that. You are relevant, you know, what's going on. You're still in the game a little bit. Um, but as we structured our business, the more we thought about it was like, my time is best spent by I'm a I don't know if you um, I forget what it's called but I'm a manifesting generator I'm like a visionary I have an, lots of ideas I love to just like jump in and support our team um, I love to be on strategy calls with managers and that's just like that is ultimately I think where my time is best spent and um, in order for us to have that like healthy structure in the business I felt like I I had to not manage talent and this was like our team, even our leadership team even had to talk me out of managing people because I like, it was so, it is so hard, especially lucrative talent. Like you, I, no matter how amazing your team is, you worry about passing them off to someone else. And um, luckily I found that when I moved talent, I managed forever to someone else. I actually felt like it, like that fresh set of eyes was even more powerful for that person. Um, And I didn't want to be all over the place in my role. I just um, felt like it wasn't a good structure for our team. So long game, I mean, I... I (laughs) I will tell you, like I approach our team that everyone's going to retire at Parker um, and that soon they're going to kick me out. I mean, not anytime I'm still in it and I'm fired up about being in the business, but long term, it's like I want everyone moving up and um, eventually, you know, five, seven years from now, I want to be like looking in on everyone else doing their thing. That's just kind of like our vision for the company.
0: That's lovely. That's so lovely. Like as from the top, like really wanting to encourage everyone to continue to grow, to continue to, to succeed. And just, it sounds like you'd be so proud of them and like looking on, um, just like lovingly as they, as they are elevated. Um, I love that so much. I want to hear from you. What's what people would assume about you. That's not true.
1: <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about that. Oh my gosh. I was thinking of like, I, what's not true. That's a tough one because I was going to say, I feel like a lot of people assume, um, you know, when you're a business owner, you're one way and, and I'm actually like really approachable. I, I feel like I'm not your normal, um, business owner or leader. I'm, I feel, and I hope that I'm very approachable, but I don't know what's not someone would assume that's not true. Um, that's a tough one, but I definitely feel like a lot of people, I think people are just intimidated sometimes, like talk to the owner of a business or, um, I don't know, I'm not really sure, but I am like the least, I hope I'm the least intimidating person. I talk. I talk about like our business, like we all own the business. I'm never like, it's mine and me. It's literally like all of us together. So
0: I vibe to you. And I think it's really refreshing. Um, I, I think like most women also um, have such good gut instincts, right? Um, mm-hmm. That we should tap into so much more. Um, and my gut instinct about you is like, you're so down to earth. I mean, even in our correspondence about like this conversation before you're like, oh, I'm like, all right, like, what do you want to talk about? Like, what, what, what should I ask? Like, what, what topics do you want to dive into? And you're just like, I, I'm going to look like I'll talk about anything. And I was like, yes, like you are my girl. Like that is my favorite type of conversation of person, whether we're like recording the conversation or just having it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hear like, so in that spirit, um, you know, it's, it's easy to talk about all the the wonderful things that happen in your business and like not to discount them and they're worth celebrating, but like, let's also be real. Like we struggle. Everybody struggles, especially business owners and, you know, people in the influencer marketing industry It could be manic at times. And like, they're just struggles to go through. What are some of your biggest struggles, um, either when you are a manager, um, or even now as a business owner?
1: Oh man, it is. Yes, there are so many struggles. And like you said it really well, it's both. I mean, there's a lot of wins and a lot of um, downsides to this business. I would say for us, um, the work-life balance, I mean, for any manager, and that would actually be anyone on our team. It's just, there is no, no one has any boundaries at all in this industry, and you are working at six in the morning. I mean, we're on Pacific time, but we're working with these coasters on like at six in the morning. And then at night, you know, people are working at night. We have a rule. Well, we try our best to schedule, send an email to anyone on our team if it's after 5 p.m., Um, I literally will work at night too, but my thing is if I'm pinging someone at eight or 9 PM, like what is that showing them? And then they feel like they have to respond and we're perpetuating this problem. So I think what's so hard in our industry in general is just being a manager, managing talent, or even on the brand side is having that, those boundaries that just don't exist here. Um, the other thing that comes to mind is, when you're managing talent or working with influencers in general it's actually two things come to mind one is that you are your goal your job is to be as professional as possible to a brand and put your best foot forward represent talent in the best way and you need it to be a you know team effort so making sure that your talent are also doing the same and sometimes as a manager you have to compensate for like People like you're not getting a hold of your talent or things like that. Um, we don't have a lot of that, but it does come up and it makes our job really hard because we're just trying to keep things moving along, same way the brand is. Um, the other thing I I would say that's really tough is like how hard um this industry can be for people. And like you said earlier, I think it's funny because it's, yeah, an audience might say, like, you have nothing to complain about, or like you asked for this. And um you're putting yourself out there, but at the same time, um, just the behind the scenes can be really difficult to go through with your talent, whether it's the bad comments or um it's just the comparison that no matter you could have five million followers or a hundred thousand, it doesn't matter. You still I have to tell talent this all the time. Like you're all having the same problems. Like you think someone else has it better with a bigger platform, and they're actually looking at someone else. And everyone's really hard on themselves so that comparison is just really toxic those would be my I mean I could go on but those are the main things that stick out
0: I yes we can all go on I appreciate those though um those definitely stick out to me I see those all the time um and it's it's like a collective effort to shift those a lot of those things especially the the ones that we feel the most right like because it's like a, it's a trickle down effect, right? Talking about work-life balance. Um, you know, I, I like you could easily say in a Slack that you send at midnight, you know, no need to respond to me now, but to your point, you're like, what type of example am I setting? Especially as a business owner, maybe you're sending it to an employee. They're like, Oh, well, like if I want to be like, if she's going to look at me in a positive light or respect me or promote me like perhaps she's inferring that I should also be working at midnight when like the reality could potentially be like maybe you just enjoy the focus time that comes with working at midnight because people aren't pinging you or you had or that's just your work style so I like perhaps it's also just like checking in with people um, and just like really improving that communication but big picture, the trickle down effect is so hugely important. I think just like having these open dialogues about, you know, what we're doing, and why we're doing what we're doing, and also like what's best for everybody and having that self reflection is so important. Um, I want to ask you a little bit more about your clients. Yeah. So you, like I mentioned before, you have a fantastic roster. Um, obviously, you have managers who are genuinely enthused about working with your talent and i know like you represent talent that's like your website says like social media personalities that do good in the world i want to hear like your most successful clients the one and like everyone defines success in different ways but like let's assume that for the sake of this conversation you know those who are having very successful lucrative busy careers um why do you think that your most successful clients are as successful as they are? What do you attribute it to?
1: I, there's so many things that come to mind when I think of like someone that is successful with us. And, um, I think it's a combination of a few things. I come from talent world outside. Like I used to book models outside of Um, influencer world prior to me starting this. And you kind of call it like the it factor, right? So that's the obvious one that someone just has something different that stands out. And I think um, they're not doing what everyone else is doing. They have just something unique about them that they bring to the table. That's a no brainer to me. Um, I think the other people we see really successful, obviously they, they treat it like a community. They make you feel like you're their friend. So it's like their community, um, is so engaged with everything that they do. And, um, I think that is like a really really big key factor in success with an influencer at least from what we've seen um another thing that is something that just doesn't like consistency i think is so important and um consistency professionalism um i know those seem small and but it really actually does contribute to this whole picture of success as an influencer um, and then the last thing I would probably say, um, it, it's not taking things so seriously. And it's like that balance between being professional and treating it like a business, you've got to approach it like you would any other business, but carrying it lightly. Like people take this so dang seriously and like put so much pressure on themselves and people that we found really successful, just have a, lightheartedness about it and have fun with what they're doing. They like, and you can literally see it when they talk on stories or posts, like they're having fun with it versus like treating it so much like a business. It, you lose that connection, I think with your community. So that's mm, I
0: love that last point so much. And I feel like there are so many moments where a manager will like touch base with their talent you know it's like how are we doing let's check in what can we do improve and do better and do bigger and better whatever and like i would i would talk to them about that point like are you like what aspects of your business are you enjoying the most what aspects of your business are you having the most fun and like is there an opportunity to um amplify that um because I don't know, there was a conversation, I think a couple of days ago in our Slack board and when Slack board talking about like, what are addition, what are all the revenue streams that you're cultivating for your clients as a talent manager? Um, and people were listing all sorts of interesting things. And I was like, those are fantastic to just be aware of as a manager of like what the opportunities are. And you should always... In my opinion, like diversify to as many uh, like uh, to as many um, income streams and revenue streams as possible um, that just make sense within their business. And to your point, how do you know which one makes sense? Do they love it? Do they enjoy it? Is it fun to them? Because like we're we're best at what we enjoy,
1: isn't that true? Yep, and people try a little too hard in this industry, and you can tell. I mean, you you can tell. And then that steals the joy out of it. And then you're showing up in a inauthentic way. And so I think sometimes people just take it all. It's like the, the actual showing up on the platforms you're on, like they take it a little too seriously. So I feel like you can still be business minded, but fine. Gravitate like video TikTok's So fun. I mean, it's there's I see people, I'll meet people, and I'm like, oh yeah, that aren't on TikTok, and I'm like, that's your platform, but you like cannot talk them off Instagram. But I'm like, no, no, like you're made for TikTok, just kind of your personality and all of that. So I just think when people try a little, in the sense of you still want to put your best foot forward, but not take it so seriously. Like don't try so hard, and yeah, find find that joy in the industry. And I really if you took our like top 15 people at Parker um, in terms of like revenue streams, I would say they all have that element to them. And um, I think that's really important. Can we
0: talk a second also of, like, what is parker's um process for finding new talent discovering new talent i think that managers struggle with that a lot especially if they have the desire to to grow and scale but the key of course in most businesses is like you want to find the great people um do you guys have any like methods or like you know any sort of strategies that you guys employ for finding new talent
1: we we do um luckily we're at the point now where it's like i mean We will, if we see people, I mean, obviously we always have a pulse on who's who, who's growing, um, people like dream talent that we don't know who manages them or whatever. Um, we have always that, but we're so referral based now that it makes it pretty easy to see new talent, but then we have a vetting process for talent and this is where it sucks. I'm not going to lie. Like. The business side of us is like you have to make X amount of dollars, like to make sense. Um, we used to, I'm just like full transparent, full transparency. We used to manage people that maybe made like fifty thousand dollars a year in influencer marketing, and when you work off of a commission only, and our commission is not that much and that time invested in that person is so much of your energy. Like it didn't make sense for us. And we had to really change our model and who was the right fit. So there's like a general revenue piece um, that plays a part in this, but also just in terms of like when you, you kind of just see that it factor, whether they just, we always love quality content, obviously, and something different about them engaged audiences you can that's the other side like you can have really amazing content but really low engagement so that wouldn't be a fit for us it's kind of like that full package um and so and we just I think after you've just done it for so long you kind of know and sometimes you still actually don't know you think someone will be one way and then they end up it's not what you thought but um we're really looking at things from so many different angles now. And then of course, like one of the questions we ask, we send a survey and it's like, what's your impact? Like, what are you doing? Are you just here to make money? Or like, do you actually have, like, just what's your impact? Are you, And that does it doesn't need to be huge. You don't need to be solving like, you know, massive world problems, but like, Are you here to make people laugh? Are you here to just like be everybody's best friend? Like what, what is your impact with your platform? So.
0: Well, well, that also, I assume helps, you know, if you decide to move forward as well, like just having that communication helps to be able to um, indicate how your team can best support them. It's like, these are like great thought starters and great conversation starters. Um, I think that a lot of, I appreciate that you're saying, you know, like, well, it might be, well, I might personally enjoy your content if we're not able to justify our commission. Like it, it's probably just not going to make sense or be best for everybody. Um, so, so much of this is about timing too. I find that if you find an influencer that their, their content's amazing and like, vibe but like the financials just don't make sense it's totally okay to just say like let's keep in touch and maybe perhaps now is just not the best time. I feel like a lot of influencers actually really respect that. Yeah. Um, and just like building that relationship and maybe giving them a few ideas of like, you know, here's what I would recommend, like freebie, no no strings attached. But like, if you focus on this area, focus on that, here's a couple strategies, or maybe even connect with this influencer strategist or coach, and they can sort of help amplify, a you know, just the littlest bit more that we would need to
1: then take everything to the next level and work together then let's touch base right i was gonna say too like sometimes it's just surely they're like under charge, like they don't so that's the other component this is where it's like so not like black and white um but for instance you might have someone where you're you're you look at their insights and they have like you know they have eighty thousand followers yet they're having like 20,000 views per story frame like there's other components and then they're charging like 250 a post like so well if we run into that often too where it's like oh yeah you might not be making that money now but that's because you 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 need our help and that's those people are really exciting for us because it's like we get them to where they should be in terms of their business and then they're growing quickly so it's just you I think the key is just asking a lot of questions, like a lot of different things have to line up. Um and sometimes honestly they check all those boxes and they're like lucrative financially and it's just a feeling of like it's just not the right fit. And that is the emotional, I think, piece, the element there as well. Um, so there's just so many things and you just have to really understand their business. Um, before like jumping in
0: well look i guess like one thing i think it's important to mention is just the power in no and um not making decisions out of fear perhaps the fear that like you know i gotta pay my employees i gotta get more clients i gotta have more income coming in or like oh my gosh this influencer like they're willing to work with us i have to work with them right i should say yes right and it's like I appreciate what you're saying, which is like sometimes this is like intangible, instinctual feeling um, that something's not right, perhaps. I think that in those instances, um, and I'd be curious to hear your process, like, you know, who how many people who is giving the go ahead right especially in a larger company like do all the managers have to agree to sign a new person is it like a handful of people like it is i would assume nice to be able to sort of like gut check each other and have a conversation because different people are going to see different things and pick up on different things perhaps ask different questions like what is your process i'd be curious um at parker in terms of like who needs to sign off and approve on signing a new person
1: so our director of talent is the main person, like she would, she is the ultimate say so. Um, if it's someone like really big that, you know, we want like multiple people on the call. Sometimes I'll jump on those. I used to be on all of them, but she took over a while back. Um, the manager that that person would go to has to be on the call. And then um, from there, sometimes you don't, you just don't know, and you kind of have to get started to know. And so um, over the years, we realized we needed a better like review process. Um, You kind of know within the first month, if something's going well, it just like works and we can bring them opportunities. They have great opportunities coming to them. It's just like a very well-oiled machine and you can kind of feel that pretty quickly. But, um, what we found is just doing a quick review after like two or three months, we like a 90 day basically to check in and just go, like, how's this going? And at that point we kind of assess it. Um, and we don't want to waste anyone's time. And, um, I think that review process is probably equally as important as like taking someone on. Um, sometimes you just don't know until you start working with them.
0: I mean, that's true. Also, even in terms of employees, like everybody basically like puts their best foot forward. Um, and, um, I don't know, like you never really know until you truly start working with someone. I think one of the last questions I'm going to have time to be able to ask you today. And like, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you and just getting to know you better. This has been so awesome. Um, I want to know, like, in terms of the career economy broadly, having been in it for as long as you have, I would love to hear from you, like, what would you like to see change? And also, where do
1: you see it going? Big question,
0: I know, but I'd love to hear your thoughts.
1: I see it going so, I I don't see it going anywhere. I, that's for sure. Um, I mean, video, obviously, in terms of where it's going, I think, like, if you're not creating video content, um, it's going to be detrimental to your business. But I also think, um, I think in terms of just what's hard about this industry is kind of what we touched on earlier, the mental health piece. And it's not conducive to promoting, to like it needs to start from the platforms. I will say I really, really like TikTok and what they're doing in terms of like their back end team um, in terms of like supporting creators to be successful. I think that's really important and it needs to start with the, the actual platforms itself. and it also needs to start from management companies and, the, and brands, like we all need to contribute to this. But um, that mental health piece um, of just you know, for instance, like people wanting to take time off, like they, I don't, that whole feeling of, oh, you know, if their big platform is Instagram, like they feel punished by taking that time off from the platform. So um, just having tools and things in our industry to help people not feel that way. And and again, more conversations like this to just help the industry be a little bit more um, savvy in that area of promoting health, because like the end of the day, this industry is amazing and it's so fun and exciting. And it can be also the most toxic, um, terrible place, honestly. And I, I hate that feeling. So, um, I'm just always really motivated and excited to try and do things in a different way. And so that is by far what stands out to me the most. Um, but in terms of the industry, it's just gonna, you just gotta keep being ready to evolve and change and um, shake things up and not stay in your, you know, one dimensional lane.
0: Like, love change. You got to like live for it. I mean, if that's like the one thing that's constant in life and the world and definitely in terms of influencer marketing, social media, like it is changing and evolving. Um, and it could be exciting, but some people are very adverse to change and no shade on those people. But like, this might not be the best, um, industry for you. And like, I, I don't know That's this is like such a tangent and probably won't go down it, but I don't know. I'm like, you can white knuckle your way through a lot of things. It doesn't mean that you should be doing it. It doesn't mean that like, that's the way to like architect the best life for yourself. Um, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. And in a lot of instances, like these like high performing professionals, We can white knuckle our way through just about anything. And like, it's not a badge of honor to have to do that or to to do that. It's not proving anything valuable to anybody. It's, it's simply white knuckling your way and being incredibly uncomfortable in something that you, you're just talented enough to get through. Um, But I think that um, if we can have, if we can give ourselves permission, um, to lean into things that we enjoy, that we're good at, that gives us the joy that you are talking about earlier and, um, all these positive things like that is what we're going to excel at the most anyway. And that's, what's going to just make a more fulfilling life for ourselves. And I have so many things to say about that, but it sounds like you've done so much of that yourself. I feel like, like we're all on this journey together. Like um, <laughs> none
1: of us, so for a show, but you know, it's just, you got to start somewhere and, and put an effort into it and yeah, it's, it takes a lot of conscious effort.
0: It's a lot of conscious effort. I appreciate you saying it like that. Um, it's been such a pleasure having you on. I want to like, I want to have so many more conversations with you. I have so many more questions. I just want to know more about you. I'm so impressed with your business, your company, and just like you, I think you're fantastic. So, um, for anyone tuning in that wants to get in touch with you and, and learn more about you themselves, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah. I mean, hello, Instagram, uh, email. Uh, we actually are on TikTok, but Parker Management is our handle, um, TikTok and Instagram. Our website's parkertalentmanagement.com. Um, my personal one is at Lindsay Mead, um, N as in Nancy, E-A-D. Everyone always does an M. Um, but yeah, feel free or email me. I mean, I am I love talking to anyone in the industry, anyone in the community at any time. So
0: had so many people saying things like Maggie just said absolutely love Lindsay please have her back on that's so 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 sweet and I couldn't agree more it's been so awesome chatting with you um and I want to get into a couple questions that we got from our community as well um so uh thank you Maggie for tuning in um so here's a question from Brianna um who shows up to like all of our events Brianna I love you I see you at every event you are the best um so she says hi Lindsay and Wim. has Lindsay seen a new uh sorry a new shift in the platforms that talent are most interested in or types of content that they want to create? Cool question.
1: What are your thoughts on that? New shift in the platforms that talent are more interested in are the types of content. I honestly just feel like they are trying to keep up. Um, like I mentioned, video content is so important and I it's just what is Trending, I would say, in our industry. Um, but I would just say that I mean, TikTok obviously has blown up. I think honestly, people, I will say news like it's not like a actual full-on social media platform, but newsletters are coming back around, and I think people are trying more than anything just to diversify you said it earlier jesse like diversify the platforms that they're on they realize they cannot just lean on be instagram heavy even though it's really easy to be that um but yeah i think again video content platforms like tiktok that is where people are moving to
0: yeah, I know. I I definitely see that. I think that's super interesting. Um and every talent's different of course, right? Everyone just has like different interests. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people personally um talk a lot about podcasts which is interesting of course because recording one um but sort of like leaning into like this more casual conversation it's like a pretty low lift like I'm literally in my like office right now recording remotely or in yours right like um there's podcasts partnerships so much and it's also just like another add-on it's a way to sort of have like your community maybe get to know you a little bit better um yeah what else did you want to add lindsay i
1: was just gonna say like um it's not a platform but i mean the biggest shift we're seeing in our industry right now are co-branded collaborations and people actually wanting to make their own products so that is like our full focus right now is there so like diversifying these other You know, whether you want to be on TV or you want a podcast or you want to write a book or you want to create your own clothing brand or skincare brand like that is um, that more than platforms like that is our our big effort.
0: Very cool. And that's hard to do. Like that is not easy. You really need people with that expertise to be able to do it. So commendable that you guys are getting into it. Um, So here's a question that came in from Maggie. And as you can see, if you put your profile picture in your YouTube profile, your beautiful face pops up in the question (laughs) So we can see Maggie. Um, So she's asking, what are your thoughts on brands move, uh, brands move, brands more interested, probably more interested in TikTok now? Um, How are you encouraging your influencers to create on TikTok? Perhaps those who aren't on it yet, or those who are maybe intimidated by it, or like you were saying earlier, like those who are like, I'm a diehard Instagram person. What are your, what are those conversations like with your
1: talent? I mean, I we encourage all of our time. Ta- I mean, but TikTok is not for every person. So it there, it takes a special person. But the common thing we hear from like a lot of our, we call them like our OG uh, blogger talent that have been doing this for a long time. It started with a blog then they moved to Instagram. Um, they are like, I'm too old for TikTok. And I'm just like, you're like really helping them shift that dialogue because, um, some of them are actually like made for TikTok when you look at what TikTok is as a platform. So, um, we're specific on who we suggest moving to TikTok because it's definitely not for everybody. Um, but in, in general, we found most people like can find a really fun niche there and a lot of success, um, in terms of like brands more interested in TikTok. Um, Yeah. I mean, what it's, we've seen a huge shift. I would actually say brands are leaning on us. They're like trying to dabble in to TikTok. And so they're really looking for us to help them take that chance. Uh, You know, it's a new platform. I feel like it's just something new for a lot of people. So we've found that like, we're in that conversation with brands on like, Hey, we really suggest you actually like we find with a lo- some of our talent that they want to put budget towards an Instagram reel. And we're like, actually, you know, what? it'd be a- we try to lightly explain to them that we would probably suggest you book them on TikTok instead for that partnership. Um, so just TikTok conversations are a lot right now. Um, yeah tiktok conversations are a lot right now yeah i mean they're they're plentiful they're happening
0: often um so many brands and are you know if they're if they weren't intrigued by tiktok a year ago and that was the hottest conversation now you know there's just seeing so many people who are on it and you know there's a very specific it's different it is different than the other platforms um they can also like Talking about, you know, uh, encouraging your influencers to create on TikTok, I can imagine. I'm just trying to empathize and put myself in uh, the influencer's shoes for a second. That I can imagine, like, if they have for years worked to build up um, their presence on, let's say, Instagram or YouTube or whatever it is, and they're there, it can be challenging to be like, like, I feel like I'm starting over. <laughs> like I'm starting fresh on a new platform, zero followers. Like, ego could get in the way. Like, intimidation can get in the way. Are you having any of those types of conversations, and how are those going?
1: Oh, without question, all the time. And honestly, I think it is um, – TikTok is not actually that hard. This is the thing people overthink, how they're going to show up there. And really, it's a place to just, like – it. And I think it was for car um, for, I forget who said this, but like inform, inspire, or edu- or uh, entertain. And I always love that because that it's like that simple. Just pick which route you're, you're going to go over there. Um, and those, I think it's just people think it's a lot more intimidating than it is. And the best thing you can do is to get started and see what lands. Um, And I always use my personal platform. When TikTok first came out, like I had to understand it if I was going to talk to, like, I didn't need to understand it firsthand. And um, if I was going to encourage, you know, our talent on how to use it. And even for myself to see, I mean, I don't actively like post on there, but to see this one, like what landed, you know, and what people are really after I think talent need to do that they need to just try certain things and it's going to be very clear what people are gravitating towards and then you see that and you run with it the same way I always say like look at your Instagram analytics like what are people saving the most what are they engaging with the most like that's what people are wanting to hear from you about. I
0: appreciate that. And I'm going to show, uh, Sinead just said, we've made TikTok mandatory at our agency.
1: Awesome. Love that. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm curious how that went over.
0: Same. I'm curious. I guess it's interesting to take that stance. And again, like everyone's talent is different. Like perhaps if all your talent is already doing so much on reels you're like, oh, it's like, we'll get you over the hump. You're already able to do short form videos, so that's not the issue. Perhaps it's the mental piece of starting over and, like, that we're going to help you get over, right? Like, part of being a manager is being a coach, being, you know, their, their, like, north star to guide them to where they should be, need to be based on their goals and desires. So, you know, Sinead, it'll be really interesting to hear from you as time goes on, like, how that's going, and I'd love to hear more about that. Um, Oh, here, here she said. We've told everyone to spend time on the app and figure out how they want to show up on TikTok. There's literally something for everyone on the app. That's that's my experience too. I appreciate
1: that stance. There really is there, but you have to find that. And and I will tell you too. I try to encourage talent. I find that it's a happy platform for a lot of people, and so I think that I lead with that often um, because I think. Instagram just over the last year's become a little bit more discouraging for many people and I'm like it, people find a lot of just fulfillment and joy with TikTok. Um, it's just not as hard complicated you have a lot more support um so yeah it's i feel like it's like a happier platform in many ways um I think that the
0: last question that we have time for today and this is so fun by the way this is you know, I'm sitting here with Lindsay having a fantastic time, but it's so cool. To also invite you guys and to chat with us. This is so fun. I'm so excited. We're gonna be doing this with all of our podcast guests moving forward. And Lindsay, you're like been the best to like start this out with and launch this initiative. Oh gosh, I want to have you back on. Um, our last question is from Maggie. What's been the hardest part of growing your business? And when did you feel that tension?
1: Ooh, oh my gosh. Um I, the, I'm like really trying to think about this. Um, we, I think I started to feel the tension about a year ago when some of our talent started blowing up and I kind of, for a long time felt like we just flew under the radar in our industry. And I loved that. I felt like we, we just had like no drama, no, controversy. There was just, it I don't know, it felt really good, um, in many ways to kind of be that type of business. And as we grew and our talent grew, like we became way much more in front of people. And, um, and then you just kind of get like wrapped up in the industry and you can't help it because of the things you're working on. And, um, and there's just so, you know, there's it's business there's like a lot of downsides to that and um that part for me really de- it was such a personal thing but i feel like it derailed me from just like doing what we love and kind of staying in our own lane because you like you can't help but get caught up in that. So I just, that stood out to me because that's like definitely when I started feeling the tension of like the growing pains that were good and also bad. Um, And as you get bigger and you keep growing, I feel like there are more things. We just had our first employee leave our team, which was like, it's all on good terms that we've never had anyone leave. We have 16 employees and um, this was like our first employee that has left and like, we've never dealt with that. So like going through all of that has been interesting. Um, so I feel like I just mentally am like prepped that I know it's, I know this, this is business. I know these things are going to happen. Um, but I think as you get bigger, they just kind of happen more frequently absolutely
0: um 100% um well thank you so much for um answering everyone's questions today being such a pleasure to have on today um i also, um, we'll drop in the show notes of the episode, what you mentioned of ways to get in touch or email your Instagram, all of that. So people can, um, reach out to you. I'm so appreciative of you being on today. Um, and to everybody who's tuning in live, you guys are the best. I so appreciate you guys like trying this out with us and um the best way to know of all the the next um guests that we have on just go to imwim.com slash events Um, make sure you're logged in as a member because only members will see um, these podcast events. Um, it's only visible to people who are logged into the site. We're also launching the new site in a month, guys. So get excited. Um, and you can see, like, I'm trying my best to get like the most incredible people on so we can just have these open, candid, awesome conversations, but like invite you guys to them. I ask a couple of things, but you guys ask way better questions.
1: I mean, honestly, just know I'm here as you are, Jesse, to just like support, Anyone as much as I can, too. I don't have all the answers, but I like my goal is just to make this a more collaborative, connected um, industry. So.